This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today we are going to be doing part two of what I wish I would have known about or done when I was in college. Super excited about the rest of this episode because it's just it was just a really fun conversation with Bree. Also, before we get started, I wanted to remind you all to make sure that you join the email list. There is a link in the show notes, so make sure that you check it out. I've also linked multiple episodes that we refer back to in this episode. Make sure that you check those out if you haven't already. I also just wanted to mention that we will be back in the middle of January, so I'm going to be taking oh, about a few, just a few days off, um, maybe like half a month just to record some episodes and rejuvenate over this um, holiday break. And stay tuned for January. It's going to be awesome. Let's go ahead and get started. I feel like these kind of go together too. But these two topics were talked about kind of together and kind of separate. So we're going to talk about them together. But the one of them, which was really surprising, and I wasn't expecting this, um, a few folks said that they wish they would have not gone to college at all. And then a lot of students or a lot of people who commented also said that they wish they would have transferred and transferred earlier than what Mm -hmm. they had wanted or just transferred at all because they kind of stuck with it anyways. Yeah. Did anything stand out to you for those topics? I think just the fact that people were saying that college for them specifically was a waste of time or a waste of money and I think you are pretty open about that on your podcast too, that like college is not for everyone. You can still get to some of your goals and dreams by taking different paths. And that was clear in some of the people's reflection that they wish they would have done a trade instead. I know that was one of the comments specifically, like maybe I could have gone to trade school and really specialized in something that would still um, be of interest to me and gone that route instead of college. Yeah. And I think, I think it can be really easy to say that it's a waste of time once you already have it. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. I think money is a factor here too, right? Yes. Because if you had to take out $80,000 to get a degree, mm-hmm. it probably wasn't worth it. <laughs> I'm just like, right. I mean, right. cause you paid a lot of money already, but then you still have $80,000 that you're paying plus interest. Uh-huh. So you're paying probably 120, 130 over yeah. time. And that is like, crap. We should never be in that situation. Um, if you are and you want to talk, let me know. Yes. <laughs> Reach out. So, so I think this is something that you just have to really be clear on. If you're listening to this right now and you're even questioning college, you can question college and you should question college. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing for me, but I will be the first to tell you that college is freaking, it can be really worth it, but yes. you have to make it worth it. Yeah. It's not just going to like yeah, be worth it. <laughs> you have to get your money's worth. Yes, get your and money's worth. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Make the most of your college experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think the transfer thing too was really was pretty eye opening for me. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many people had were interested in transferring. Um, so a couple of people want wish that they would have transferred to like a trade school instead of gone to gone on to or stayed in their college. 
One said that they wish they would have went to an art school, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, Because those can be really expensive, too, and hard to get into. But you never know until you try, right? Right. And kind of on that topic of money, too, there were a lot of comments on financial literacy and just, like, money management. People wish they would have learned more about money so that they could be debt-free and how to manage money properly. I think this is so true and even something I'm feeling now post-graduate and um, undergraduate degrees is I wish there would have – I could have taken a course on money management and what to yeah. do. Uh, and I could have, but – I think – wasn't there a comment, too, that someone said, I wish that my – someone wouldn't have let my 19-year-old self open up a credit card. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another comment about um, that T-shirt wasn't worth it. Yes. <laughs> that T-shirt cost – it wasn't free <laughs> or something right, like that. Right, right. So did you ever – did you ever sign up for a credit card in college and, like, to get a free T-shirt or something? I don't – I never did, but okay. I've seen plenty of that promo I did. before. I definitely did. did. Oh, yeah. And – um. I remember being at, like, Panama City Beach or something one time, and there was a thing, and I really wanted a free T-shirt for some reason. Oh, my gosh. To be real, I probably had a couple of drinks at the time um, in my system, so it was a little bit easier, which is such crap. Like, you should not be able to open a credit card right. after, like, drinking. Oh, gosh. Did but, you cut that credit card Oh, up? yeah. When I got it, I good, just, like – Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's if so that fun. happens to you, listeners, cut that credit card up. and Or don't open it, right? Because if you open yes. it and then you close it, it also kind of, kind of mess up your credit. So that's not, not the best thing either. But I'm right. still – my credit's awesome, so Alicia's here okay. to tell the story. It's okay. <laughs> and I also opened a credit card for, like – I think it was like express or something because Mm. I was getting some trying to get like more professional clothes, quote unquote, for like an internship or something. And I didn't have a lot of money. So I spent like $200 and got like 20% off. Yes. And it's it's probably not worth it, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) So just, yeah, just buy what you can. We could do a whole episode on credit. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about one of our good friends, uh, Carissa, is really into financial management. And I think it would be really helpful to have her come on the podcast and talk mm-hmm. more about how can you as a student be better at managing your money and really knowing what, what debt is and what that looks like for right. you after. I think I see, I see a lot of students who are nervous about their student loan debt yes. and it's like, it's already weighing on them. They're still in college. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I hear my students talk about it quite a bit and hearing them talk about their credit score and just how they're budgeting monthly. Some of them are, some of them aren't. And it's definitely something I think would be valuable to talk more about. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also go back to the transferring. I think this also kind of goes to money, but um, there was also somebody else who said the opposite, that they wish they would not have transferred as early as they did. And they wish they would have stuck it out at their original college. And fascinating I know and that's really interesting too so and you know hindsight it, you know perspective it mm-hmm. gives you it, there's so many things that I that I said that I could have been like oh I, I could probably could have made a better decision here right <laughs> right but it's like you have to make the best decision decision that you can with the knowledge that you have mm-hmm. and so try to get knowledge that you don't have yes but then you just have to eventually just make a decision and know that it's the best decision at the time you know? Exactly. So I think it's just something to think about. A lot of times we can look back and like for this person, you know, he may have thought 
he really didn't really give it a shot. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then I interviewed Darby on the podcast who transferred and she like really did. She was like, she, like I was working with her. Like right. she gave it a shot. She tried to build a relationship. She tried to like make it work mm-hmm. and then it just didn't. So it was a good fit. And she felt good about that decision because of it. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing is like really making sure that you feel good about that decision and that you've done everything you can. Yeah. yeah I think in acting on, um, a little bit of like thoughts and logic and not just that emotion, especially if it's a really homesick time um, or if there's some just emotional response to a failed test or you came back from fall break and you really missed your family. For any first year students, that is totally normal. That is a part of your whole first year transition yeah. is that roller coaster of feelings around homesickness. I know for me as a first year student after winter break, I was sad to go back to college because I loved my friends back home. It was so nice being home with my family. And then in January, I was, you know, a little sad for a while. It took me until probably February, March, spring break to be like, no, this is good. I'm making connections here. Um, And I Googled how to transfer and thought about transferring. So I think like we've said, take some time to really sit in it and think mm-hmm. about it. Um, because as this person was reflecting, they might have reacted on some of those emotions. Yeah. And there wasn't much there, right? So we're right. Just making, we're making guess, assumptions, assumptions about this person. Right? But and I think too, money comes into factor with transferring. It's like, yeah. you know, if you're spending, if you're in debt, you know, $40,000 after your first year, can you please consider transferring? <laughs> like, at least yes. consider it because that is so much money, you know? Uh-huh. So that's a huge factor too. It's like a lot of times we don't really see what that means out after college. Mm-hmm. We don't really know how that's going to translate. And so how can we do a better job? I think in higher education, we need to do a better job, but that's why I'm kind of doing this podcast too, is because I want you to have the the power, yeah, right. To make that decision and to really know what you're doing and what, where you're at money wise, mm-hmm. career wise, I don't even like that word career anymore. Work-wise, um, yeah. purpose-wise, whatever. Uh-huh. What's our next topic? All right. So this one is my personal answer. So I'm excited to dive into studying abroad. There were so many comments, me included, that (laughs) said, I wish I would have studied abroad. Um, I think someone specifically said France. They wish they would have gone to France. For me personally, this is still something that – When I'm working with students and they are thinking about studying abroad, I strongly encourage them to go for it and do it because for me now um, that I'm working professionally, it's been more challenging to find a chunk of time and money to set aside when I'm also prioritizing maybe investing in other things or spending my time visiting friends and family. And my biggest excuse was my job as an undergraduate student. I was a resident assistant, so it was more challenging to get away because um, that's how I was able to afford that year was because I was getting like my room and board paid for. Um, But I saw so many people going off and having really impactful experiences by studying abroad and here I am, still have not traveled abroad, but Alicia... We're going to make it happen. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. I have friends around me who are very encouraging, and it's really about like making that a priority for me now. Um, so there were at least five 
common. And that wasn't all of them. That wasn't all of them. (laughs) There's way more than that for sure. Yes. Yeah. And tell me about you. Did you study abroad, Alicia? And like, what was your experience with that? Yeah, I did not. I, I remember looking at the catalog and I I remember picking it up because they were all over at Florida State. um, Uh And the study abroad program was pretty big. I was so excited, just so energized by it, looking at it. Wow. And then I looked at what it cost and I closed the book and put it up. Yeah. And didn't consider it again. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask questions about it. I just knew $9,000 to me was so exorbitant. Right. <laughs> that, right. Or extravagant. I, I, yeah, I didn't even really consider it. You yeah. know, it's something that I would would have loved to have done. And looking back now and what I know now about what, how colleges work with, with like study abroad and financial aid, it's not necessarily that in addition to what you're already spending, right? Right. It, it might just be a little bit more than what you're taking out, what you would do anyways. Right. Um, and it's paying for your housing. It's also helping mm-hmm. pay for like, um, yeah, housing and tuition for that semester, which you would have already been paying anyways. So I just didn't really understand that. Same. Yes. Okay. And I think that, um, you know, if you're able to, you know, save up or spend that money for the travel expenses and the visa, then the rest of it, um, depending on the program and where you're going, a lot of it does. It's like very comparable to what you would be paying at your home institution for that semester or that course. Yeah. Um, so it's really about like meeting with someone in that study abroad office yes. and just like carving out that 30 minute call, um, call or in-person meeting to compare and break down the cost um, and seeing what that really all entails, yeah. getting all the information. Yeah. The practicality of it is literally make the appointment, mm-hmm. do a little bit of research about where you might want to go Yep, and walk in and say, how can I make this work? And how, or how does this even work? Right. If you ask those two questions, they will help you kind of process through and just see if it's possible. Mm-hmm. There are some scholarships, you know, I hate when people kind of throw that out there because I feel like they make it sound so easy. I realize that it's not, yes. but um, there's that. I would also try to get creative and ha- like, if the purpose of it is to travel, that's one thing. If it's really to study abroad, then that's another. And like, yes, mm-hmm. try to go through study abroad, education abroad, whatever it's called at your institution. But I would also say, what other things on campus could you go to travel? So mm-hmm. like I um, at the time was like kind of involved with the church a little bit mm-hmm. and they were doing like a mission trip, which yes. is typically like, I feel like whenever I used to think about mission trips, it's like, you go and you preach to people or something. And that's not what <laughs> no. this was. Yes. It was more like a service kind of yeah. um, project where we helped build a school so they could like have like a sustainability. Wow. Like it wasn't, the school was built, but it was more like trying to insulate it because it was so hot. Right. Um, and so trying to get it cooler for the, for the kids. Um, and so, yeah, I got to play with kids and different things like that, but it wasn't like I was preaching to them. <laughs> um, right. Anyway. So I was able to go to Nicaragua for a week and that was really like eye-opening and yeah. changed my perspective about the world and like life and holy shit gratitude because yeah. of how, you know, living in the U.S. Um, anyway, so I learned so much from that and it was only a week. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot less expensive. I was able to raise money for it because we did it as groups, like we did car washes yes. and whatever. So I think trying to get outside of what is the typical norm with travel. Right. Um, I also, there was a, uh, an organization 
I, I don't really remember a lot of the details, but it was almost through like our kind of like our multicultural office yeah. um, or it was something like that, but it was called Beyond Borders. Uh-huh. And have you heard of this? I've heard of a couple different ones. And it might not be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. um, So at Florida State, it was Beyond Borders. And it was like for the whole semester, a group of people from, I think it was Costa Rica. um, I want to say Costa Rica. So um, college students from Costa Rica would come and they, you would host them oh, for like a week cool. during their spring break or yeah. something like that. So you took a class over the semester to help prepare you and learn more about the culture. Then they would come visit, you would host them for a week and then you go there for a week or some, something like that concept. That's cool. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't fully study abroad, but I was still getting some of those similar experiences like right. learning about a new culture, studying a new culture, mm-hmm. um, making relationships with people from a different culture going to visit that country so um, I applied I didn't get it and that's a perfect example of like you know what I didn't get something and I still tried and I'm like kind of sad that that didn't work out and I put my name in there so like I don't regret it right Uh Um, so and I only did it once I could have done it the next year too. And I just like didn't think about it. So, um, I think there are other creative ways. There's also like service projects, volunteer, right. Um, where you can volunteer for a week and that's not even through your college sometimes, right. You can do this national groups. Yes. And a lot of times you can find this information on posters. I feel like these outside organizations (laughs) are the kind I always see on bulletin boards inside your academic buildings and your student unions. Look at posters. Look at flyers. And um, if it's not through your campus's volunteer resource center or community um, service office or community outreach office, it could be in um, like a national organization that comes in flyers at your institution. Um, But I feel like that was such a good point to bring up, Alicia, about there's more than just education abroad. There's experiences like this Beyond Borders that you mentioned, or if you're just looking for travel, how can you make that happen still? I know I did it on alternative spring break that was just here in the United States, um, but I traveled to Buffalo, New York, and got to work with Habitat for Humanity, um, as well as working with um, indigenous people's population and getting to serve their community while we were there. So there are a lot of things. And that was through my university's um, experiential learning office. So really, there are lots of things um, beyond study abroad. Right. And in addition to study abroad, too. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think to... Um, this just like highlights everything that I think and, and, and why I do this work, but it's like, just find out what's possible, you mm-hmm. know, then roll it out and then find out what else is possible and then roll that out and just kind of keep going through that process. I mean, think, I think it's just a great way to live by. It's something that I'm, I really try to embody as a person is let me just find out if this is going to work, even though I'm scared shitless or whatever. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. like, I'm going to just ask the questions. I'm going to just like, try to take a step forward um, and this is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I'd also say too, like, um, I ended up traveling right after I graduated from college for two weeks in Europe and there's a group called Kentucky shout out. Maybe they'll sponsor this, yes, <laughs> but, um, they offer trips where you pay like, you know, $1,500 for like the living plate, like living. And then they'll kind of take you around the country, um, and then you, all you have to do is fly there. So it can be still like a, a you know, three, $4,000, something like that. Yeah. But 
if you can't do, say, a $10,000 study abroad program and you've already ruled that out as like, okay, it is really 10000 extra, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's like, could you take out $3,000 extra dollars in loans to, do, to go to this trip? Yes. Or can you save that money for a couple of years and then do that when you graduate? Mm-hmm. So then you're still able to get that experience, but it's not going to be as expensive. And if you are going to take out loans let's just say you're taking out $30,000 in loans. If you took out $3,000 more to travel, I promise you that's not, it's worth it. (laughs) Like between 30 and $33,000, it's not going to make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in your, in your payback. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So I would rather see you go for that than actually. Yeah. Now, now if it's, you know, you have $10,000 and it would double (laughs) <laughs> your your thing right. to go travel because you took out 10,000 maybe not you know so you really yeah. have to get clear about what you're willing to do and yeah. exactly be clear and think about your financial situation right. and what's best for you right exactly mm-hmm. so i wanted to share a quick comment about a study abroad one so um dave shared study abroad with an exclamation point and a lot of people said just study abroad exclamation point right yes that was mine <laughs> Um, I traveled abroad for a spring break trip and I loved it, but never spent a full semester abroad and wish I had. So this particular person like did have an experience, but they wanted more. More, Yeah. Yes. So I think that's important to, to recognize. Uh-huh. Um, he also said, I also wish I had done research with a professor and built better ongoing connections with them. Wow. And so I thought that was like really cool to think about. Um, I think research is a topic that I want to explore in the future. I mean, one thing that kind of goes with like the travel and research is that some professors do international research. And so you could go and actually work with them somewhere else in another country and do data collection or so there's still other opportunities that you can like travel abroad. And a lot of times if you're doing research, it's actually paid for because they're able to support undergraduate students. Uh huh. Yes. What a cool way to combine both of these things and do them all in one. Yeah. I remember one thing that I was like, oh, this would be so fun to do, but doing like an archaeological dig. Yes. My cousin does. No Yes. Yes. She's in graduate school for um, archaeological botany. So she's gone on lots of archaeological digs and camped. And that's been all pretty much funded and paid for through her research grant because she's going with professors and doing the research while they're there. That is so amazing. Yes. Yes. See, like this would be so fun, right? And this is how you start building connections. Uh So like it would be so cool when she gets up, if she ends up going and get her PhD and then yes. like becomes a faculty member, right? Uh-huh. If she's looking for Pete for students, you can come on or she can come on the podcast, right? You can connect me with her. Exactly. And she can come on the podcast and be like, Hey, I'm doing this grant. I need three students to apply to this grad school program because uh-huh. I want to go, you know, study for the next two years in Egypt and really like dive into that or whatever right. it is, you know? Yes. And this just happened so authentically because Alicia and I are talking and connecting acting and she never knew one of my cousins <laughs> yeah. was studying archaeological botany so it just goes to show by talking and asking questions these things can happen very naturally yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, such a perfect example. I know that was awesome yeah we didn't plan that <laughs> exactly So these are kind of random things that have happened it's not um, these are less kind of categorical so we'll just kind of talk about them so like there was one comment about, they wish um, this particular person wished that they didn't feel so much pressure to take so many credits. 
oh my gosh, I see this so much all the time. It's like, I have to take 18 credits because I'm behind. Do you ever hear that? Yes, I do hear that. Yes. That's so many credits to do repeatedly. Yeah, exactly. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you have to do it one time, sure. Yeah. Um, But make sure it's intentional. Make sure that you're trying to, you know, work a little bit less maybe if if you're working. But I think a lot of times, again, when you're post-college, you start realizing that an extra semester is nothing. Right. And it's not a big deal at all. It really isn't. (laughs) It's not. Yeah. um, But unless it's money related, right, Right. or whatever. But it's just something to kind of consider. Try to not put so much pressure on yourself to take all the credits all the time. There was a lot of of comments about exploration. And I loved that so much because I'm so such a big advocate for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Did anything stand out to you about that? I think people overall just said um, they wish they would have explored more or known more about themselves. And I think this ties into that confidence piece and how confident people felt in exploring because – You know, when you are 18 years old or, you know, fresh out of high school, what do you feel like you have within that self-efficacy of like, what can I do? How much um, autonomy do I have from maybe my family or, you know, who is making these big decisions for me? I know um, Carissa's comment or there were some other good comments that tied in to this confidence and exploration. Yeah. So Carissa shared, I wish I would have trusted myself more. I didn't jump into leadership opportunities because I was so worried I was underqualified or would need all my free time to study. I didn't take a full course load and didn't get involved in leadership roles. I saw my roommate having a blast with their extracurriculars and I was so bored and sad. And I feel like that goes into imposter syndrome a little bit of that, like feeling like she was underqualified and not feeling prepared to take on some of those leadership roles. Um, and that's totally real. Yeah. I mean, holy shit, this is totally me too. Like, I'm like, oh, now I know why Chris and I are friends. <laughs> but real talk, it's like, I did not apply to be an RA because I was so nervous about the interview process, about what happens if I do it and don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, who cares? But I, it w- I put so much pressure on myself to be perfect. Yeah. So then I wouldn't like try new things and I wouldn't get outside of my comfort zone. I wanted to be an orientation leader. Never did it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that, oh my gosh, they, they are so much fun and outgoing. And I saw myself as that kind of person, but I was not acting like it. Yeah. And, and I know that I am that person. Like I am orientation leader type. For sure. 100%. <laughs> but I did not really embrace that until mm-hmm. really like after my master's degree. And yeah. it's such bullshit. And I wish I would have done that way sooner for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, Chris also talked about kind of like that intuition and really trusting, trusting myself and trusting like mm-hmm. we know best for ourselves. And that's what I love about my work every single day with coaching is that I really try to instill in my students. Like if they ask me a question about like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, it makes no difference to me what you should, what you do or don't do. And there's no really like should like that right. question of what should I do? It's like, you got to get rid of that. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't should yourself. We could do a whole 
podcast episode on the word I'm should. I'm going to. I'm yes. going to with um, with Abby. Yeah, Abby yes, yeah. I was going to say, my coworker, um, listen to this episode when it's done. She's very passionate about not using the word should. Yeah. And I've done a lot of self-reflection because I should myself all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be the name of the podcast. I should yeah. myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Um, so another one was about not relying on others to tell me what to do, which kind of goes along with that too, of like, we kind of wait to see what other people tell mm-hmm. us that we should do. So when I ask somebody to be like, oh, like I am trying to debate between this and this, and we're kind trying to, we were, we're talking about it with them yeah. because we want to see what they tell us to do. Right. And this could be a friend, sibling, parent, yeah. family member. It could be Advisor, advisors, like, professors, yeah. your roommate. Um, we do it. I still do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's okay to a certain extent. Like I've even talked to my mom about this and I'm like, mom, I love you so much and I really value your opinion. I'm always going to ask and care about your opinion and value it. And now I don't have to really listen to it anymore. So it's right. like, I will always take it into account because I do care mm-hmm. about what she thinks. And it's just going to be one part of the the entire decision. Right. It's not the end all be all with your decision. Right. And so mm-hmm. the sooner that you can get to that place, but it took me a very long time to get to that place and it, and it will take you probably a long time to get yeah. you to that place if you're not there already. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else kind of randomly that, that stood out to you in any of these comments? I think other really fun ones that we saw that were just kind of random was um, getting a meal plan or eating in the dining halls can help build community. I feel like even if you haven't made those instant friends, continuing to go like week after week to a floor dinner or eating with people in community is a great way to continue to build connections. And even if it isn't that first group of people that you meet, um, someone I've heard when talking about making friendships in college is like your pre-friend friends. So if you're a first year student, you might have made like your pre-friend friends. Um, and that might still be the phase that you're in. Um, but sticking it out, continuing to go and put yourself out there because that's the way you can continue to meet people. Another comment was just go to class. So someone wished they would have gone to (laughs) class. I think that is always sound advice. I mean, life happens. There might be a morning where you really need that mental health day to just decompress and have that time for you. Um, I'm not saying you can't do that, but I know that there is so much money wasted if you continually don't go to your classes. Yeah, I had a student this semester who I think tried to calculate it out about how much each class was. And, you know, there's a lot of factors in there. Right, right. Depending on how many credits that you are taking, depending on how much your college cost, and then how much, how many times you're going to that class, you know, like twice a week or whatever. So he calculated out and he said every class is worth like $200. Yes. I'm like, what? Uh Uh-huh. So if he doesn't go to class. It's $200 down the chain. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's. That's I've an interesting that. way to put it. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it where it was even more once, oh, but really? I don't know. Well, and yes. it's dependent, dependent, right? Right, out, That's why. out of state, in-state student, mm-hmm. yeah. go to class. So maybe it's something to consider. Yes. <laughs> like asking yourself how much you're leaving on the table. Uh-huh. One comment that I wanted to share, um, this was Tessa, and she said, I wish I had known I had more knowledge about first-generation programs. So that's uh, students who are first in their family to go to college. And even now, wonder why I never did. I guess I did okay without it, 
but I feel like that may not have been the case if my parents had been less supportive. So her parents were supportive of her. So Mm -hmm. she at least had some support. But other than that, the only thing I might change now is not jumping straight into graduate school. Um, So that's just something to consider too. But I want to go back to that first generation program. It's interesting because this particular person was my random roommate my freshman year. And I also was first generation and didn't know about those programs either. And what's interesting is that we were roommates literally for, I want to say four years. And we never talked about being first in our families to be, to be in college that I remember, right? Like maybe we did in like side conversations, right? but we, we didn't really talk about like, wow, it's really hard because my parents didn't go to college or anything like that. And and so I just, I say that to say, like, I was fairly close with her, uh-huh. you know, and we, I don't remember us real, really kind of bonding, making over sense that. of that. Yeah. So it's just something to consider, but there are so many things on your campus that you don't freaking know about. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault, <laughs> really. Right. Um, but you also have to kind of put yourself out there and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do hear about something or something kind of sparks your interest, it's like ask somebody if anything like that exists on campus. Yes. I think it's so easy in our day-to-day to see that poster or get that email and we're in the hustle and bustle of getting to the next thing. They're like, oh yeah, I want to click on that link in that email later. And then we forget. And so it's just carving out that time or setting that reminder of like, when I have free time later tonight, go back and click on this link and read more. Um, There's so much out there, but we are overwhelmed with the amount of emails that we get that it's very hard to digest sometimes. Yeah. Little life tip. If you see something like that, just do it in the moment. Like sometimes if I feel really connected to something, I'm like, I've got one minute. Mm -hmm. Let me open that email, copy and paste that email. Hey, my name's Alicia. I'm really interested in this. Can we set up a time to meet? Literally, that will take you less than one minute. Uh (laughs) And you have one minute usually in that situation and send the email. Then you can't go back on it. And it's also not in your hands anymore. So if they never email you back, it's like you at least tried. But if you and like you didn't forget. Yeah. But hopefully you'll you'll get the remind, you know, they'll email you back and then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, but I really am interested in that. So kind of just putting yourself out there. I also loved the uh, comment about how um, this particular person wished they would have known more about the power of entrepreneurship. And I really want to do an episode on the future of work because careers are not going to be the same thing as they um, were whenever your parents were in college, whenever even we were in college. Work is going to change very quickly over the next five years, 10 years. And so when you graduate, it might not look the same and you're likely not going to be in the same career um, or even have a career. So just kind of be open open to that, but mm-hmm. the power of entrepreneurship, not even building your own business, but really that mindset. And so, um, so yeah, I'll probably do an episode about that soon, but the future of work is going to be changing. And so you have to be kind of ready for anything. And really what that means to me is really building yourself up to be a learner, to be able to learn new skills, to have that confidence that we talked about earlier. Um, so that way you're able to, um, like really be ready kind of for whatever comes your way and like whatever, Mm -hmm. because your interests are going to change too over time, which I think are reflective in a lot of these comments, your interests, um, things that kind of your life just changes. And so how can you really build yourself up to be ready for those things? Yeah. I think the 
those have been a lot of the random comments have been around the self-discovery, um, wanting to explore more, knowing that there were all of those options. And there was really one quote that we felt like was very powerful and we wanted to share this one for sure. And it was about, I wish that I wouldn't have taken my future too seriously. Honestly, it's fine. No matter what you do in school, you will need to struggle and figure things out. There are very few successful people I know that are doing the work from their major. They have all had a quarter-life crisis and pivoted. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. That's um, so true. I think that's so important. And I, we were reflecting how um, that quote about, like, everyone has had needed to struggle. That's not just in school, but in life. And how we don't need to take our future too seriously because there is always that opportunity to change. And that's what we were talking about when we were reflecting on the major. And yes, we want you to explore, but there's always time to change. And spending all of your time studying so hard to get that straight A's, like taking the grades too seriously. Um, So that quote we thought really summed up a lot of the things we've talked about very nicely. Yeah. And I think even to like stressing yourself out to like get that job, right? To yes. I think so not even just academics, but it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do this internship and do this and do this and do this. It's like, all right, take a step back for a second. Yeah. Breathe. What's gonna be kind of fun for you? That's right. also gonna help you build skills and that's also gonna help you get clear about what you want to do. Uh-huh. You know, um just like helping you move forward like a little bit every semester. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything that you want to share about what you've learned or what, or what you wish you would have known about or what you wish you would have done in college? Yes. I think um, talking about the studying abroad is still one that I re bring up to my students all of the time. I do wish I would have taken a gender studies course or some sort of course in women's empowerment um, because now that's definitely something I'm passionate about and interested in. Alicia and I have done a presentation together at a women's leadership symposium conference, so diving more into that. And I feel like really this like less time worrying and more time living in the moment comes up a lot for me. Um, and I reflect a little bit on that on the podcast episode that I did with Alicia. And so I think I very much so, especially my senior year, got so caught up in what's happening after graduation that I didn't stop to enjoy senior year, especially that spring semester. So I think um, going into your last year of college, keeping that in mind, like whatever's going to happen after is coming no matter what (laughs) and trying to still enjoy it um, and live in the moment. I mean, yeah. that's just so, so hard to do in general. It is. So, like, just work, start working at it now. <laughs> exactly. Practice that now yeah. because I'm still doing it yeah, exactly. now. Yes. And what about you too, Alicia? Is there anything that keeps coming or is on your mind or heart right now of what you want to share? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have so much. Um, but I think a couple things that I'll share. I wish I would have gone to counseling, I think, yes. um, because when I was in college, right when I got to college, So I went in the summer and then in between the summer and the fall semester and fall was like, you know, chaotic because there's 30,000 students on campus. Right. Um, And so summer was a lot more chill. I get to school. um, So in between that summer and fall semester is when I found out that my parents were getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And I also was struggling a lot because um, at the time 
like it was like two years before that maybe I had a guy who cheated on me and really messed me up um Mm -hmm. not him it's just like I I think for me I really felt like not good enough yeah um from that and then with my parents divorce I feel like I could have just processed through that more yeah and then at the time maybe if maybe I would have um, made the connection that maybe I have some anxiety. And again, I'm not really sure even where I'm at on that scale. If I like am even diagnosed, which I am going to therapy now, but, yeah. um, but I, I think I would have just, I wish I would have just processed through that more because mm-hmm. those two situations, but then also, um, just in general, like I remember feeling in certain situations where I didn't want to raise my hand or I didn't want to share something, even though I thought it might be valuable to the conversation because I was so insecure. Um, I can remember even just sitting down in, in class and making sure that like my, like my pants aren't like, like sitting in an unflattering way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like those yes. little things, but those every single day made me so focus on me. Yeah. And like the outward appearance of what was happening instead of mm-hmm. just focusing on me growing as a person. Right. Even though I valued that so much, I couldn't even get there because I was so worried about what everybody else thought or felt. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be the person who took up too much space, who took up too much time, yeah. who was in the way, uh-huh. um, who was annoying. So I always tried to like step back. And I think I almost like, I, I guess I almost felt like I had this cloak on me uh-huh. that I like was trying to ha- hide my sparkle. If yeah. that makes sense. You were trying to make yourself small. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, over and over and over again. And it showed up in so many aspects of my life. And I wish I would have been able to take that cloak off and, and been able to sparkle in college. Yeah. And also um, just been able to like really be open to getting outside of my comfort zone more. So mm-hmm. that's almost like the practical pieces of that, the, the, those day-to-day things. Um, and I can remember like things whenever I did was so much fun and awkward. And it like, those are things that you remember the most because yes. they were uncomfortable. And I mean, it's not like I didn't even have anything to say either. Like in class, I can remember, um, like I talked to this girl, like my senior year of college or uh, yeah, of college. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I remember you in, um, freshman year and you always ask so many awesome questions or whatever. And I was like, what? Uh Like I didn't identify as that kind of person at all, but I did bring value to conversation, but I never felt that at all. Wow. You know, and then it's like, it's always so cool when someone shares that with you yeah, because you finally get to see like what someone else thought of you. And for her, you were that like student who spoke up and asked questions, even if you didn't see it in yourself at that time. Yeah. So I think I just wish I would have embraced who I was Mm -hmm. way more, like way earlier. Um, and then explored more too. I mean, I, I, I think growing up, I just knew teacher, doctor, lawyer, those were kind of some of the main areas, um, and fields. And once I finished, I was just like, what, what am I going to do? And like, when I, when I decided to kind of switch from teacher to like, oh shit, what else am I going to do with my Mm -hmm. life? It just was such a, it was such a, almost like a whiplash, Yeah, you know, like I just felt like a complete, like what? Oh my gosh. And, um, I wish I just would have been like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And just like explored more interest, um, when I was in college for sure. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I can kind of, I could keep going, but I'll stop there. I think, um, yeah, the biggest things is like that confidence piece. And that kind of seems to be like underlying all of those things Uh is like, how could I have built myself up more? And I see it so much in my college students that I work with. I see it, um, when I, um, sent a survey out to folks um, who listened to the podcast and those who filled it out, like literally every single one talked about confidence. And so I know that it's something that you're experiencing right now, if you're listening to this Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I want to help build you up. So you are ready for like life, (laughs) you know, after college. Yes. I hear it all the time um, with my students now when they are talking with other students, they're like, well, she's really cool and she's the valedictorian and she's the type to like get a job like that. And I'm just over here like, I'm not her. And I'm like, but you are special and talented and gifted and um, trying to help build them up and see that within themselves, similar to how you've reflected now. It's just over and over again, that confidence piece. And we're all on a journey. We're all growing. And there's not one end station to this confidence journey, but I think it comes up time and time again. Yeah. And I think that comparison piece that you just mentioned is also huge because we see people's outward and how they project or how they experience. And so whenever I'm like, wow, they're so confident. And then I know I'm not confident at all. Mm-hmm. I can, it can feel really, really easy to say, well, I'm never going to be like that. Or that's not who I am, you know, or cause, cause it's not how I feel, even though other people may even perceive you differently. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. And keeping in mind that someone who might outwardly appear super confident could be on the behind the scenes feeling the same exact feelings you are too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yes. Um, well, we're going to stop because we are an, an hour and 20 minutes in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I wonder. <laughs> we, we had no idea. Yeah. We might have to break this up into two. So this might be part B for y'all. But um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. We appreciate you all. And really, um, yeah, this was so, such a fun conversation. Yeah. And if you have any stories you want to share on things that you wish you would have known in college, please write to Alicia, comment on her post, um, let her know so that we can share your words of wisdom for future listeners. And if you're a college student and you think you're, you're like, oh my gosh, how do I do that? Or how can I, you know, build, get an internship or whatever, like email me and, or message me on Instagram at the college life coach or email me at the, um, the college life coach at gmail.com. So we can start a conversation and I can help you where I can. So, you know, I, I obviously really care about you and, and where you're headed in life and what you're doing. So don't hesitate to reach out. Um, thank you all so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one. Have an excellent week.